anyway, I had to go to county lockup 30 days and I got out and my friends, like any good military friend should do, um, said, you want to like pay rent or get food? No, let's throw a party and invite whores and, and have a gangbang. Hey, welcome back to Four for the Road, everybody. I'm your host, Punk Rock, and we got two of the most awesome people you could ever meet in your life. We got Galen and Lance from Two Lane Life, The Highway Man. How are you gentlemen doing today? Always great, man. Good to see you. Wow, I'm gentlemen. I don't, I, I don't know, man. Are we gentlemen? I'm just, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to make something happen a little later. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, just... maybe sometimes we are. <laughs> well, Lance and I just got off uh, YouTube live with our group, and so uh, we jumped off to join you, and we were talking a little bit about it on the live that uh, how much we appreciate you guys. Um, we and we've said this on the last podcast we did with you, but. This is now our third time, I believe, right? Yes. Uh, you guys actually reached out to us, uh, I believe, in May of, of 19. Uh, was it 19? No, that, was, uh, that would have been 2020. 20. Yeah. And uh, we had just started the channel, so I should know the dates better than that. But, <laughs> um, and so we're, we're just so appreciative of you guys jumping in and, Taking a couple guys, we we went back and looked at uh, Josh isn't here today, so for the live we had to kind of run it on our own, and uh, we went back and looked at our first YouTube live that we did. Yeah, and if you want a good laugh, go to Tulane Life and look at the live, the first live we did on our YouTube channel. We were terrible. We had our noses in the camera. We shut things. <laughs> I mean, it was just, and we kind of replayed that today. Yeah, it's definitely goofy. Uh, but back to you. Uh, we just appreciate you guys, man. Uh, this is our third podcast with you. Uh, you started with us early, kind of got with us a few months ago after we had some success. Uh, and we, we're, you know, we're stoked to be on. And oh, should we say stoked? Yeah, we can say stoked. We're stoked we, to be on the podcast again. With oh, you. so we got We got to give the guys the the backstory on that. So what what what's so important about the word stoked coming out of you you gentlemen? What 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 is what's the story behind that? <laughs> well, I guess one of us, it could have been me, could have been you. I don't know. We both say it. I guess in one of our uh, videos, we said something like, we are so stoked to be here. And someone was watching. He said, as soon as I saw two grown men and one said stoked, I just moved to the next video. I'm done. He's, he's out of our, he doesn't <laughs> want to be part of Tulane Life. Right. Well, hey, man, if he wants to go watch some subpar YouTuber you know, that's, that's, that's on him. You know, he's, right. he's missing out by skipping your videos. That's all I'm saying. Well, we, it's funny. Cause we watch, you know, we, we pay attention to some of the people that are doing this stuff as well. And there's some people that get so upset with negative comments and we tend to think they're funny. Like we had some guy call us rubs. I think we may have talked about this on the last time with you, which is the rich urban biker. And we just, we laugh at the things and it's like, we, we're not here to, to be a class of a person or, or say what people want us to say. We're, we're real guys doing real stuff, and we love riding across the country. Well, I, I mean, mean, that's the bottom the line. We work our asses off yeah. every day. Crazy. Whether it's sweeping the warehouse, emptying the trash, sales calls, pulling orders, putting boxes away. The trips are definitely not easy. Go on a film trip for 10 days. Holy shit. You're working your ass off. So we're definitely not rubs. 
But it, it's just, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, but we don't get mad, but no. we have fun with it. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if you, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't classify you guys as rubs either. And yeah, I think in the, in the biker community, you know, it's definitely a derogatory term. But, I mean, like you guys, like, you know, like Lance said, you know, I mean, he's still busting his ass. Y- y'all both still busting your ass, doing the warehouse work, doing all that. And and I love that you called it a film trip because, yeah, you guys, I mean, you guys are still working. Right. You know, and it's not like you're lucky enough to where your job is something that you love, but it's still work. Right. And I don't think people understand that. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, compare this. Uh, like level of difficulty to what you guys do. I mean, I'm sitting in my house right now, laid up, drinking, and having a conversation with with two men that I admire. You know, and uh, here's my, <laughs> you know, but it's you know, and that's and that's another thing, man. Is like you guys are doing so much that I I don't know how you guys do it. To be honest, well, let me tell you this. You know, we go on, we plan these trips, we go on these trips. We love riding. So we, we're digging where we're going and why we're going filming. But people, maybe they don't realize we get back, we're uh, checking the tire pressure, we're changing the oil. We change our oil the way we ride once a month. And we do it ourselves. We don't take it to Harley yeah. and say, hey, can you service our bikes? No, we do it. We get greasy, we get oily, but we learn our machines, we know our bikes. And if someone says, hey, uh, you know, I got this problem, we kind of can help them out because we we work on our own stuff. Well, trust me, we're in L.A., so if we were to know rubs, we know. <laughs> We've seen them. <laughs> We've seen them at Neptune's Net and, and uh, but, the Rock Store. And- but I think that comment came because the guy was watching us like we're on the road, and then next thing you know, we're in a nice restaurant eating. So well, that's like, a different comment. Someone else said, like, you guys eat way too well. Yeah, it's like we're supposed to go to camp, put a tent up in the dirt. We've done that, you know. But you know what? I <laughs> Like, you're, what? Like, your diet's supposed to consist of, like, 7-Eleven roller dogs and Hot Miller? Like, that's yeah. that's all you're allowed to have? You can't go have a nice day. We have that. Yeah. We, we <laughs> sat on a corner, on a, on a curb, eating Taco Bell and del taco and 7-eleven sandwiches in 19 degree weather like we had to do it we're not afraid of any weather anything like that but you know what if i see a bitch in hotel and it's got history chances are we go right yeah i mean we've done that a lot i mean to me it just sounds like jealousy i mean you guys are both you know uh well we'll say older gentlemen right but you guys worked your asses off your entire lives right and you know up to this point now you're still working your ass off, but now you can afford a little nicer things. Like you at 20 years old or even 25, are you guys going to go buy a brand new Rogue Glide special? Probably not. Are you? Exactly. You know, so I don't know. I say fuck them. I, but, I was cruising around in my 1970 Datsun pickup, camping in the mountains above the Grand Canyon, eating granola, you know, and just doing whatever I could to survive. But that, yes, I've been there. Was that was that before or after the kayaking? Or was that during? Uh, that was actually before. Really? Uh, I started the kayaking and the, the rafting stuff probably in 78. So so don't say you're both older. Like, he's older. <laughs> okay, you're I, older than me. So, like, I, I'm 61 and don't give a shit and proud of it. I'm 54, so, like, 
That's a long, that's a lot of years apart. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lance is well, obviously ancient. <laughs> but, you know, the, the reality is the, the channel and the reason we started it was to just tell the story. Um, and the story is whatever town you're in. Um, and it was to inspire people to, to go find these places like we've done. Um, and the comments that we've gotten back over the last year and a half about people buying bikes, about people taking our trips, about their, them taking their own trips. Reconnecting um, with their family members. from I bikes. mean, just, and maybe that was part of the year we had with all the lockdown and bullshit, but, um, you know, it's, it's really given us more encouragement to do even more and do it better. Um, if you look at our first drop to where we're at, on the Yellowstone series, um, it is night and day different on the editing and what we're thinking about and how we're taking, you know, the film and the pictures and the storytelling. We're trying to create something that is really, you know, more cinematic for people to just say, wow, that waterfall shot was so incredible. I've got to go see that. And I know that I have Niagara Falls above me that's two hours away. I got to get there because that inspired me to do something different. And, you know, it's created just more energy for us to do, to do more about it. And like we're leaving in two weeks, uh, we're going to Milwaukee uh, we're flying in there. The rubs are flying into Milwaukee. Uh, Harley's been kind enough to hook us up with some bikes and we're going to take Milwaukee to Maine and do a week, you know, worth of, of riding across the top uh, east of the country. So we're going to start it off at Harley HQ, and they're going to go over some cool stuff that we're going to video, and then we're on the road for our trip. But there's three things to, to what Galen's saying and what we, why we started this. One, our bikes are time machines, and when you go on trips, they take you back in time. And number two, we or they take you to. A a place you never would have, you could just hit the dial and you wouldn't imagine being there. Right. And then number two, we want to bring America into your living room of what a great country this is. And the third thing about it is everywhere we go and you go across this country and you meet people, it's like shaking hands with America. So you shake hands with America. We bring these great vibe in your living room and it's, you get to learn history. So he's running for the mayor of uh, Canoga park here. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's very true. We were at the North Rim of the Grand Canyon two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Yeah. And we were out on Inspiration Point. Uh, what is it, Point? Uh, Imperial Point. Imperial Point. And there was a, a African-American couple. There were what I think could have been two married women together. And there was an older couple, call it in their 70s. And we had a whole discussion out on this point just about how travel and how great things are when you're out traveling. It's so not mainstream media. And we got them all together and we had this discussion and then they threw it, we'll see you down the road together. And it was just a, it was a great time to hang out with some people of all walks of life and all be on the same page. We're just out enjoying the country. I mean, if you watch the, the, the media around this country, what we see in America is not what we're hearing. So get out and see it, and then you'll understand what it's really about. 
you know, I think out of the three times that we've had you guys on the show, if you have said anything that resonated with literally everybody that listens to this show, it's that. Right on. That the, the media is demonizing everything, everything. Because we meet all kinds of people out there, and we don't see what we're hearing. Everyone's, so far I could say in a year and a half of riding and doing this, America's great and the people in it are great. We haven't seen anything different. No. Um, Look at all the people we've met. We're sitting here talking to you. We wouldn't have known you. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm a piece of shit. So that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're our friend, and we haven't even personally met. We we got yeah. to meet Dave and Sturgis. Yeah, I'm lame. I'm, I you know. know. <laughs> How, how's that shoulder of yours? It's coming along. I'm out of the sling. Okay. Um, I, I kind of. I can't really pick anything up. Uh, like pens hurt, <laughs> but but yeah, I'm getting there, man. It's it's all progress. I got uh, well, I think I got five anchors in there, and they're they're all holding pretty good. Wow. So, isn't your your day job kind of construction? Uh, so that's yeah, yes, ish. So, are you? Can you work? Or are you? Uh, are you the guy that leads the construction? Uh, luckily for me, I am in a supervisory position. Uh-huh. So I'm more of a that goes there and this goes here kind of guy now. So. so you can still sign the paperwork. You don't need to do any heavy lifting. Yeah, but I'm but I'm left-handed, so it gets kind of awkward. So, <laughs> uh, but we make yeah. it work. We make it work. Cool. Well, we're glad you're healing. I uh, appreciate the support, guys. But you need to get out on that bike. I do. I do, man. I uh, get your PT in and get it going, man. End it early. I'm I'm trying, man. I'm doing I'm doing everything I'm told. I'm icing it way more than they should be. Like I'm <laughs> I'm I'm trying. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh it hurts watching the the payment come out of my my bank account every month and watching this right, like right. us, you know. Right. God, it hurts. Yeah, we were we were kind of hoping that you might might make the trek with uh, Dave so we could meet you personally. Uh, but I think someone scheduled their surgery just to, you know, mess with him. Oh, yeah. Just specifically just to not meet you guys. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> no, yeah. just to mess yeah. with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. Nah, nah. It was really cool well, meeting him at Sturgis, you know. Oh, don't don't say that. You know, you're just going to blow his ego up. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's a great dude, man. I've had him down here, I think, two or three times. He's he stayed at my house, and he, he's just a fucking riot. To have. Things happen, like on what we're talking about. On the last trip we went to the North Rim, we had to stop off the freeway in Vegas and meet a guy who wanted to give us some patches that's been following us. Then we had to stop in, in uh, Springdale or before Springdale because this guy opened up his garage. He had bikes in there. He had some beer waiting. He wanted to meet us and hang out. In St. George. In St. George. So we're like getting requests to stop and hang with people along the road now. And, and this is a social club. They're not an MC. Uh, but they've opened their garage to people that are coming through southern Utah and helped them. They've got a couple lifts. They've got parts. Uh, they help people out. We rolled up. They gave us water and beer. What more could you ask for? Is it busted, busted knuckles? knuckles? Uh, you know, and, and it, but they're all about if you break down, look us up. We'll come get you. We'll get you back on the road. They've had people awesome. stay at their house before. I mean, it's just 
we would have never, yeah. other than the desert doctor, we don't know people like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, you know, like, like you guys said, that <clears throat> it just goes to show you that you're going you're gonna to learn more, you're going to see more, you're going to experience more if you just get out there and ride. Right. Go, go, go experience these people. Don't just hear about them on the news. And, and again, I think the narrative that you hear is so different than what we see. Absolutely. And no, people it, to get out there and do it because we actually had a person comment to us saying, you know what I'm, I'm liking about you guys is you, I have a bucket list and it seems like you don't have a bucket list. You're living your bucket list every day. And when he said that, I was like, God, I've been kind of living my life that way. And I dig that. I'm not going to wait to empty the bucket. I'm going to empty it before I get there. Well, not everyone can do what we, we do. I know, but the, the reality is that um, if you don't at least try, right, then you've never succeeded. I mean, you've got to fail a few times to make that success happen. And so, I mean, the way we started, and we've talked about this before, we used to be just a, a Saturday rider when we first started together. Um, and then we figured out, all right, we can do an overnight and we can get out. But then we figured out if you do 500 miles one way in one day, there are so many points of interest from our home that you can see um, that it became more of an adventure and a passion about, you know, that road and that two lane life. And we, I, the drop that we did on our, our channel uh, on Wednesday, yesterday, uh, shows us coming back. It's our final drop from Yellowstone. And it is literally on the 93 and the 6. I don't think we saw two cars. Right. And that's what it, you know, you're so hyper-focused and the roads were great and it was 15 degrees cooler. Dave, you should have called. I would have taken you a different way. Uh, oh, shots fired. Shots fired. Uh, then down, another route we were planning on taking. And and we just, all of a sudden, we open up into this majestic area and just taking that all in and we're by ourselves. Yeah, and anyone that's out there that rides, I've gotten up on a Saturday morning when you were out of town and I did a 300-mile loop up through the Sierra Nevada. I was home for dinner. So you can get out there and find yourself, find the world, and then you're like going to go, whoa, now I really know what I can do. Yeah. So there... You know, you just gotta do it. Yeah, and and you know, like that three hundred mile loop, that's not hot dogging. You know, you're not like hot rodding. You know, bouncing shit off the rev limiter and sixth gear, a million miles an hour the whole right. way. You're just chilling and enjoying the scenery. You're taking it all in. Exactly. You know, and so you guys, you guys brought up Yellowstone, and kind of like we were talking about before we started recording the show, uh, Yellowstone holds a very, very special place in my heart. What if you guys were to pick one thing, and we'll start with Lance, if you were to pick one thing that you loved above everything else from that trip, what would it be? From the trip in Yellowstone? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed every inch of that show, but my one of my favorite things that sticks out in my mind is on the west side of Yellowstone. We came out. We were, out of, were we in the park there? When we, east side. East side. And we came up over this thing, and now I remember saying in my headset, 
I'm like, holy shit, this is like Dances with Wolves. And it was like these green rolling meadows and mountains. And there was just bison everywhere and a, and a river flowing through it. And it was just like, I just was like, that just made me just like, put me in this whole zone, dug it. What, what about you, Galen? Well, probably my favorite part of that trip was actually hearing him in the headset <laughs> say that and and watching the reaction of both Josh and his wife, Laura. Uh, I We have a family cabin uh, just outside of West Yellowstone, so I have a lot of history of being up in there. Um, and for those of you that don't know, there's kind of an inner loop that you can do. Um, and there's like three fingers that take you in and out of Yellowstone, but there's this kind of inner loop. And I knew we were going to get him because he's so into bison and like that was the deal. So I knew when we came across this area that we, cause I've always seen bison there. And that's, a, it's a road called Canyon. You're going up into uh, this area that is so incredibly beautiful um, and it's where the bison hang out. And at the time of day that we were there, I knew we would see some. At that day in that valley, we probably saw 500 head of oh, bison. Um, you know, I, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that was one of the things that kind of like stuck out with stuck out to me in, in that in that video. Is you're like, yeah, let's go on, let's let's go. We're going into the west side, you know, the west entrance and stuff like that. And then you guys, it shows you pulling off to the side. And one of the first words out of your mouth was, yeah, not like we're here, you know, this is what we're doing. And then, you know, you hadn't even mentioned them in the background yet. You're like, and now the weight's off my shoulders. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> We've seen the bison. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I showed him some uh, outside of uh, Zion National Park, but they were, they were being bred and they were behind a fence. There's nothing like seeing them in the wild and they're huge animals. And we didn't get to show we, we couldn't fly the drone in the park. Um, there were rangers and stuff, not that we would fly in the park, but um, in this area that we got through where there were massive amounts of herds of bison, I wish we could have filmed that a little differently right. to show that, but it was spectacular. And to me, the joy um, was to hear him and to hear Josh because we're mic'd up and head set up and to watch Laura uh, Teresa and I have been there a number of times, but it's fun to see people really take that all in and see their reaction and how much joy comes to them. It was, it was just an energy filled day. And it well, was, yeah. I mean, it was a long day. We did, we were in that park for 10 hours and it but was. The funny thing is, is we've been to Sturgis the last seven years <laughs> and never seen a bison. It, you know, and the last time we were in Yellowstone on the way to Sturgis, we saw one, one in the distance. distance. But we didn't go through Canyon. So this was the grand finale, you know. No, it's just beginning. No, it's just beginning. But yeah, I was going to say, that, that sounds like this is done, man. No, 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 no. The grand finale of this trip. Okay. You know, we'll see like that. You know, so, okay. So for the people that haven't caught up with that, you went to Yellowstone. You went to so was Zion this trip as well? No, that was a different trip. But okay. I was saying to your point, I was I had the relief, but I had tried to show him some bison before. That was a Zion trip, but yeah, Yellowstone was where it was kind of all natural, real. 
And we just saw some more bison, by the way, in the north rim of the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. But oh. The other, back back to Yellowstone, um, I, I think you rode with your father in a what – were, what were you on? You were on a uh, – So my dad was on a 97 Superglide, and I was in a very rickety uh, fiberglass sidecar. Nice. I think I was like I, I think at the start of the trip I was eight and we were gone for my birthday. So I turned nine wow. in Yellowstone. Wow. Well, yeah. you know what, you gotta get back there because it'll bring back memories to you. And the I some of the things that we didn't highlight, but this is one of the largest thermal areas in the world that's still active that you can see. Yeah. And see the fumaroles and see the painted pots and the mud baths and the 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 uh, hot springs and and all these different things that come up out of it. The geysers, um, it's just it's a sight to be seen, and it's not a small part. And then if you go up to Yellowstone Lake, uh, it's one of the most beautiful lakes you'll ever see. There's not cabins built around it. It's a national park. You can fish on it. You can take your boat out on it. There's no water skiing. You wouldn't want a water ski. It's cold water, big fish, um, but just all different, you know, types of scenery and views and vistas and gorges and pine trees and then geysers and painted pine. There's, there's so much to see. There's so much to see. I mean, like even that was amazing. But like even this last trip we did on the North Rim of the Grand Canyon, it's like we've been to the South Rim a hundred times and it's off the I-40, Route 66. Easy. There's tour bus, there's everything there, there whatever. The north side is like you're going through the backside of Yellowstone. It's green and there's pine trees and there's and there's three fingers and that's it. And there's only one place you can stay. So there's really no one there. And yeah. you're a thousand feet higher than the south rim. So it, it's a mind blow. But not only that, I mean, we get questions all the time about what's your favorite road to ride. And it's hard to really pick out one. But after being on the 67 and then you take this uh, Cape Point drive uh, that has kind of two fingers off of it, it's some of the most spectacular riding I think I've ever done. Burned it's, corners. You're up in, you know, these ponderosa pines that are huge and, and you break into these, you know, valleys and then you break into these um, fields and uh, bison and, I mean, it's just... And the roads are incredible. I think they should ask us the question: What is your least favorite road to ride on? The that I would 15, be that would uh, be easier to answer. Through Vegas, <laughs> the fifteen, the five, the, the eight hundred five. Like totally, like, we're here on the four hundred five to the five to the one eighteen to the two to the two ten. It's like totally California, man. So stoked, bro! So stoked, bro! Let's hit the waves. My father had an ultimate set of tools. We'll fix this. Yeah. <laughs> As a California native, I should be offended, but I think that was pretty spot on. That was great. <laughs> well, I love the skit Saturday Night Live used to have years ago that was called the Californians. And yes. That's what they would do. They would talk about the – because everyone here refers to it. I'm a Utah guy. I came out here, and I was blown away. But uh, I don't know. It's pretty funny. That's how we're legit, dude. Yeah. We always have. Yeah, throw the flag in there. Fuck yeah, dude. America. 
Oh, market number two. Yeah. So, um, so okay, so we talked about doing? North Rim a little bit. Go go back to Yellowstone for a minute. When, are you, when are you uh, planning to get back there? Um, hopefully, we're looking 2023. Uh, just because I'm here, I'm here in Jacksonville until next year, late next year. Um, but I'm hoping to return to Southern California next fall. Okay. And so those memories that you had with your father in the sidecar, what was the most vivid memory that you recall? You know, you say that the first thing that comes to my mind was we were going up the hill towards Yellowstone, right? We were almost there. It started snowing. And I've got I've got a beanie on, I've got a leather jacket and a sweater, and then like a couple of long sleeves and long johns, and I'm in a sidecar, so I'm not getting beat up by all this wind. And like I said, it started snowing a little bit, so it was freezing. And I remember like hitting my dad's leg. And he leans over, he's like, What? I was like, Dad, I'm cold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you what he said to me, but it wasn't polite. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's just the first thing that comes to mind. You know, it's it's hard to pinpoint. You know, I'm the one that asked the questions. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, it's 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 hard to pinpoint one because I was lucky enough to where like my mom and dad are still alive and they're still together. That's good. So we made all these memories together that I can recall that that I can look back on, and we not only did I do that with both my mom and my dad. I did that with two of my uncles and their wives. Nice. So, you know, it was it was my dad making memories with his brothers and his sister-in-laws and his son. And it's it's really hard. Like, I was going to ask you guys if you went to the Grand Tetons, you know, because on that trip, we went to the Tetons as well before we came back. And, you know, my dad, my dad blew, blew his motor up on, his, on the way home. Uh, his exhaust fell apart. Uh, I think that was on the way down from the Tetons. Uh, it was, I, <laughs> it was, it was kind of a fucking mess. But I, I had a, I had a blast. And, you know, like I said, it's hard to pinpoint. Yeah, it sticks out in your mind. And so, yeah, we, we actually uh, went into Jackson Hole was, and we stayed there for a couple nights. Um, I wanted to take them up the aerial tram, but we ended up going up the gondola, which was still spectacular. Yeah. Uh, the last time we'd gone through, we're on our way to Sturgis, and we had we the guys. We, I took them up to our cabin, but it was so smoky that they couldn't see the Tetons. Ah. Oh. And this time, I mean, we could see them, and these guys were just blown away how incredible they were, and and I mean, it's. That whole valley, that whole area is there's it's there's energy and life in it. I mean, I don't know how to, to explain it, but I get excited. My sister uh, is headed up to the cabin, um, I think yesterday, and put a post up on Instagram, and she's going up out of Last Chance up the hill, which is really a volcano, by the way. That yeah. Um, so she's headed up the hill, and I know exactly where she's at. She's saying. I get so excited when I get to this point because I know where I'm headed and it's to this special place, you know, and that's what it is for us as family. Uh, it's a special place. It's incredibly beautiful. It's lodgepole pine. So it's not like California pine where your ponderosas 
know, these are skinny deals, but the beauty is still there. And, um, you know, we stopped at a, a place in last chance, um, to have, to have lunch and we're sitting on the river and Lance and I walk out and we have a conversation out there and it's guys, it's one of the best places to go fly fishing. And there's a guy out there and he's dropping the fly in and he's pulling the fish out. And it's like a river runs through it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just spectacular. But that's you know, not the only place that's spectacular. No, they you are. Find, I mean, you find them all. I mean, the, the Grand Canyon, I went there when I was 17. So that, the Sierra Nevada mountain range. Crazy. Those places have meaning to me being in Kernville, which is Southern Sierra and the Grand Canyon. So when I go to Williams or I go to Grand Canyon, I feel that sense of I'm home, but everywhere we go across the country, there's something where you're going, wow, this is amazing, you know. But it was interesting for me to see, again, I've said this a few times on the thing already, to watch them, uh, the people that hadn't really been in it before. Because usually the two of us, we're going like North Rim, we're experiencing that together. Like yeah. we're both blown away. But to watch someone enjoy and be so super stoked or excited, he <laughs> literally said it's like dances with wolves. He really did say say that in the headset. And it, you know, and for for all of our listeners that were born after 1992, that's a movie. Yes, <laughs> yes, Tatanka, yeah. Tatanka. Yeah, and I'm not, <laughs> one of my things that drives me nuts, and I always say it to people. Uh, they're not buffalo, they're bison. Right. Buffalo are not on this continent. I don't know how that happened and how they got started to be called that because they are bison. And if you Google the difference between bison and buffalo, the buffalo have those big giant horns and they're in the, the African continent, not in the North America. They're continent. water buffalo. Yeah, water buffalo. So, so, there you, so, so there you go. If you want to piss Lance off, call him you a ask him, Hey, man, did you see all those buffalo up there? I mean, when the song says, give me a home where the buffalo roam, that ain't it. I mean, he busted my balls on that today because I, I put a post up that said where the buffalo roam. It's it's like, I wanted to change it to buy. So, Ken, you hit it. Like, you can tell my brother is really passionate about it. Give me a home where the bison roam is what it should be. And that <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue, Lance. Yeah. There's no buffalo nickel. It's a bison nickel. <laughs> oh, my God. As he sips the beer. All right, then. <laughs> hey, drop the mic. We're done. Yeah, right? Just, all right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> I mean, that'd be like calling a guy that's on a, an Indian his Harley or a guy on his Harley. He's, hey, that's a nice Indian. Oh, yeah. here we go. Don't get him started. <laughs> I didn't do this. You did this. I, <laughs> you won the post. Yes. You know, and you know, kind of to to your point though, Galen. I I like where you're coming from. Where you're going somewhere that has a lot of meaning for you, and you you know you have that like calm, like ah oh, yeah okay I know where I'm at. I'm here. I can I can kind of relax and enjoy all this. And then you're listening to your friend who's never been there, you know, like, oh, dude, this, what? Look at that. Oh, my God. You're, you're kind of listening to him freak out a little bit. And you're like, yes, that was the response I needed. Yeah. I don't think you could have picked. This is just me personally. I don't think you could have picked another 
a, a better location for that because Yellowstone is so in your face with it, the, the just raw of everything. There's no fences. There's no like gates holding, you know, animals back from the road or anything like that. You know, that's why it has kind of a lower speed limit around certain parts of the park. You know, I kind of remember coming around this corner with my, with my dad and my uncles, see a bunch of cars lined up on the side of the road with a bunch of people screaming out of the bushes. So us being the idiots that we are turned around and said, well, what are these people running from? Let's go look. (laughs) So while everybody's running out, we're running in. We found this mother moose. Yeah, it was moose. We found this moose and her calf, and no, well, nobody, nobody really noticed the calf was there until she started like making certain movements or something like that. My uncle George was uh, kind of knew a little bit about everything, and he was like, "Oh, baby's around here somewhere. We gotta go, guys." And I'm not gonna say who said what, but there was disagreement that happened. Just in case my dad listens to this, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, just like. While they were kind of going back and forth with each other, this little calf just popped up. I'm like, oh, hey. Like, oh, we got to go. We're about to die. We have to leave. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny you say that. When I was a young kid, so I'm, I'm 54, <laughs> um, the bear population in Yellowstone, um, it was interesting. They would actually come up to the cars, uh, and people would roll their windows down a little bit and hand them stuff through the windows. Um, and, and so insane. I mean, the bear can rip the window, but they would come up. And so then they started relocating because they had some problems. Uh, but to your point, um, people don't really understand that these are not, you know, animals that are on, you know, neck buzzers where they'll shock them or something to, and someone's watching them every 10 seconds to see what they're doing. And if you get in between, uh, a cow and her calf, whether it's an elk or a moose or a, a, a mother bear and her cub, uh, any anything that's got a child with that's going to protect it, especially in the wild. I've seen people try to go up and get really close shots and they're getting gored because they don't get this. Even though it's a national park, these are not tame animals. They're out in the open range and they're going to they have protective skills. They don't really want to deal with you. But if something happens where you're, you know, progressing into there, it's almost like any of us, right? You get into my space, we're going to have to say, hey, step back a little bit. And, yeah, and if they're not props and you're in their home. Right. You know, it's well, it's crazy. I mean, there was a post last year in, in Sturgis, I think, where a lady started creeping up on a, on a bison out in Custer and she got so close. Finally, the, the thing clipped her, cut her pants open, and flipped her up in the air. Um, and hold on, I got a little boom. Uh, flipped her up in the air, threw her head over tail, and, you know, it was just like, get out of their way. Get out of their space. One of the buffalo, uh, the bison. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could see the eye twitch. <laughs> out of the road, and you're not supposed to make eye contact with them. That's one of the things that you're you're taught not to do when you're raised around them, right? Because if you make eye contact, then it's like, okay, who are you? Um, I'm going to challenge you. 
but the bike was running, but I just throttled to go by and it jumped up and snorted and put its hoof down into the ground. It's in the video. It's in the video. One and, of them. Yeah. And they, I mean, I was literally going, okay, um, he's going to come, you know, but so we motor past him and then we've got two behind me going, what are Josh and Lance doing? Right. Because you don't know how they react, you know. All good stuff make, makes for the trip. But, you know, if you ever are going by the North Rim, ride in there and check it out because just think it's so desolate that it closes in the winter. There's there's no one there to, you know, and it gets 12 feet of snow annually in the winter up there. So he's talking North Rim Grand Canyon. We were talking Yellowstone, but you're talking North Rim Grand Canyon. Because I told him if he's, he, he was saying how he likes Yellowstone with no fences and open yeah. and what. That's what the north side is kind of reminding me of that, you know? Awesome. So, hey, we were talking about these bisons, home. Yes. Right. I want to talk about, you know, a little bit for, for those who don't know. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't be with us today, but Tulane Jay has has a new uh, speed at his home. Yes. Well, it's interesting. Um, we've known him a year and a half. <laughs> and when we met him, he had a Yamaha. I don't remember the model of the bike, but uh, he's now had three Harleys in less than a year and a half. Not bad. Yeah. Well, an older FXR that was a little bit of trouble, so he couldn't take that on road trips. The the soft tail that he's had has been great, but it's got had over thirty some thousand miles on it. He needs a bagger for what we do, and he really loves this road king. Awesome! And then you know, you guys hooked it up. We got what 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 size risers is he running on there? Uh, he did nine and a half pullbacks. He did nine and a half inch thrashing pullbacks. Yeah, so it's about the same height as we have because you don't have the adapter plate. So he's, yeah. at, he's at like 14 and a half off the triple tree. Okay. We did high bend bars, so he's he's got a nice setup. Uh, we did the new Apex uh, thrashing boards that aren't out yet. Soon. He, did, he did the shifter linkage. He did the shift uh, arm. We did pegs. The brake. Brake. Uh, brake arm. Yeah, so... Uh, we'll get that dialed in. He's he's ordered an FXRP fairing that he's going to put on that thing, so it's going to be kind of a good look there with lowers. Um, Deadwood green. Uh, we'll get some Galfer rotors on it. We'll get some uh, Cobra exhaust, Cobra docking station, and uh, rack and sissy bar. What clock else are we going to do? Clock clockwork windshield, windshield and fender. Uh, we'll do the we'll do the uh, saddleman seats. Clockwork uh, so is painting his fender right now. He's doing some a fender yeah. like we have. Nice. He'll be dialed in. So Josh buys this bike. Yes. And yeah. immediately Lance and Galen are like, hey man, you know it'd be really <laughs> awesome. If well, you said, was, if you said save your warranty and let's take this thing back to the shop right quick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way to do it, right? Well, day two, we we tore everything apart. So we did a little video on it, a little uh, story on it. But, I mean, he there. what was it, 50 miles on the bike? Right. And we tore everything apart. But um, we didn't do anything to avoid the, the factory warranty just yet. That's coming. Yet. yet. All yet. right. I like that. <laughs> so, you know, hey, Tulane Jay, I'm sorry you couldn't make it with us today, man. But I'm really happy for you. It's a bitchin' bike. I'm really happy for you, man. 
You know, and you meet this guy and he's a young guy that rides and edits and films, but he, the key thing is, is all three of those work and he can rip at 90 miles an hour and still get the shot. So, you know, I, I'm I'm, down on the bagger a little bit. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, you got the 114 for a reason, man. He ain't going to slow down. Yeah, well, he had the 114 in uh, stage four on his uh, soft tail. Oh, so well, it's, see. It's, what, 150 pounds lighter, 200 pounds lighter. Right. He's digging it, though. Yeah, he's going to be stoked. And for what we need and what we do, the storage and the, I mean, we've got a lot of stuff. He's And he's 24. He's an old soul. And he's just blown away that he's been able to go on all these adventures and doing what he does and what he likes to do. Josh is 24. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he looks raw. No, I'm just playing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny because Lance says that, but Lance and I have been on so many rides together, like Zion and, you know, and uh, Arizona all over the place. And to take him into these areas and hear him, we get excited. It's, the same thing I was saying yeah. earlier in Yellowstone to hear all of them enjoy that was incredible. We usually hear him enjoying like, wow, that's the best run I've ever had. Zion, he yeah. was like, that's, I've never seen Escalante backbone. Oh my God. That was, it's just time after time that you're showing someone something new and, and it's not like we're paying, you know, to go into a park somewhere. Right. We're just out riding on these roads that have these incredible views and scenery. We didn't always go on our trips. No. We started saying, you got to start going because we want to get more cameras. I mean, Galen and I filmed a lot of our stuff and we'd just come back and give it to him, dump it on his computer, and we'd all get into that, you know, edit part. But we got a certain style that we like because we don't just do position cameras. We'll have a head cam for talking, but. We do handheld and and we're acrobats hanging out, getting yeah. out as well. You know, man. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm I'm really happy that he's able to go out there and do that, man. So it's, it's, it's nothing like it. So I I do have a question for you. Um, it's a personal opinion. You take the work out of it, right? Just three guys going on a trip. All right. <clears throat> You know, you you guys do inspire a lot of people to want to get out there and go do this. But I know, you know, for especially for people in California who haven't lived outside of California, they think gas is like five bucks everywhere. You know? Um, Yep. Yes or no, for a weekend trip, we're looking at probably what, under $1,000? Oh, yeah. So you're under a grand, way under a grand, I'm sure. Oh, weekend trip for us? Well, for, for the average guy that, that's watching you, he's inspired by you. He wants to get out there, thinks he can't afford it because there's probably, you know, all this money involved and stuff. What, what do you guys say to that? They can make it work easy. So let's just say this. Let's say they're on a bagger that gets 200 miles to, you know, per tank. Okay. You're, today at our gas price, it's 25 bucks to fill up. So call that two tanks of gas. That's 50 if they camp, it's probably 20 bucks for the campsite. Uh, if they decide to eat a couple things along the way, let's say that's another 100 So you're in at 250 bucks. So 
for the same price as one, like not even a full day at Disneyland. Right. You're looking at a weekend four or 500 miles away, right? Yep. If you want to go Disneyland prices, you could stay at a nice hotel. <laughs> you can have a nice hotel. Like, no, point well taken, though. I mean, that's for sure. And, and I think part of this, you know, this channel's success has been around that, where people are saying, I actually can do that. And it doesn't have to be a seven-day ride um, like we do, but they they know they can get out and do something. We've I can't tell you how many comments we've had on people buying their first bike after watching the channel. So that's not even the biker community watching. That's people just enjoying the drop and then going out and buying a bike. Right. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, so I'm not uh, I'm not speaking for anybody in particular. Right, but it has been said um, that you guys are inspiring people who were, you know, like you, you guys are getting into the club community. You know, um, I know, I know that you and I, uh, like the three of us, we've had a private conversation um, regarding a couple people that we know, right? Um, or that that I know. Sorry, we know. Um, well, that we you know, I've got I've got friends that are they realize that they can't do the kind of traveling that you guys have inspired them to do while being a good brother in a motorcycle club. And I'm not saying that that's not possible for all the listeners out there, right? I'm definitely not saying that that's not possible, that you can't be a good brother and travel. I'm speaking specifically for that individual. He felt that he could not be a good brother, a good club guy, and then still do all these traveling stuff, traveling trips that he wanted to do on his own. Right. And, you know, that's, to me, I think that's good as well. And that, that does help the club community because now you got people, because if you got people who are disgruntled, you know, that's, it's just going to piss everybody else off. Right. right. And now you're helping this one guy, you guys are inspiring this one person to go out and live their dream. And I, I think that that's fucking rad. Yeah. It's definitely uh, unique and interesting for sure. Well, we've had this discussion behind the scenes as well. We've, and we talked about it our first and even on our second podcast with you. Um, we've had no issues with any MCs, um, you know, and quite quite the opposite where people are, you know, we, we do these bike nights up at uh, Mulholland Harley. We respect the clubs. We understand we've not been in a club. We don't know what that life is like, but we understand the brotherhood <clears throat> Uh, that it brings because we have our own little club here and and we understand we've got each other's back and it's important to be able to talk to each other and have like ideas and and you know quite frankly if you don't have the like ideas it's okay too but we've never had an issue we respect the clubs we don't you know i think sometimes um there's a definite need for them. I mean, people that, you know, have been in the armed services, that brotherhood and sisterhood that you develop, um, you know, you've got to have a, an outlet somewhere. Like even the fire clubs that we've talked with, we don't know what it's like to be a fireman. We don't know what it's like to have served in the military. We haven't done that. And to know and walk up to someone and just have the same value and, and understanding, it, 
it can be unspoken, but they're still like, hey, I got you and I understand you and I get what you're going through and I'm here for you. We respect that. I mean, I, I think when we first talked with you guys, when you were venturing out and trying to really help people understand inside the club life, what it can be like outside and here's some things that maybe we need to change in some of our rules. I mean, you guys are being a bit more progressive than others, right? I mean, you're trying to show that. I think we're definitely, um, I don't think we're trying to change the community. No. I think we're more trying to change the narrative, right? This is something that we can control. And we're, you know, four for the road is a group made of 11 men from all over the country and all sorts of different clubs. And, you know, there's a couple independent guys like me that are on the, on, on the page now. And we're just trying to show everybody that, you know, the, the negative stigma that the media gives us isn't what it really is. Right. You know, and I think that that's why we have a decent um, rapport with our listeners and our readers is that, you know, we're speaking their truth as well. You know, it's this, the same frustrations that I had when I was a club guy in San Diego. You know, there's these guys on a East Coast that are, they're frustrated with the same kind of things. Right. You know, and I mean, that's, that's just kind of my view on it. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak for everybody on the show or everybody on the page, but that's just me. I mean, I like being able to control the narrative and say, no, this is what the fuck it is. And if you don't like it, you don't have to fucking be here. It's completely voluntary. So if you're going to make this a miserable experience for everybody around you, just fucking leave. Cause I don't want right. that. Right. right. If I had so, the guys come up to me the other night at Harley and, and gave me a hug. I didn't know him, but he said, I follow your stuff and um, I run your your thrashing parts. And I said, wow, that's really cool. I'll let Lance know. And he's like, thank you. And I mean, there's guys can be guys and just like, I know there's things that you got to do, and but you can still, there's still this, you don't have to be afraid. Like we're cool. Like it's, it's good. Right? 100%. And I'm really glad that you brought that up. Because that's another one of the stigmas, right? It's yeah. like people, you know, whether it's a, you know, whatever kind of club that you want to bring up, people get kind of afraid around that because of the negative stigma where, you know, some of some of the most awesome people that I've ever met in my life that aren't what, you know, uh, a person that's never been in or around a club would stereotype as, they're nothing like that. They're, you know, yeah, they might be huge and tattooed, but that's the same guy that as, you know, because he thinks it's funny, he's going to get on stage and start uh, karaoke singing and singing. Right. You know? Like, it's, it's not it's not all, you know, death metal and violence, you know, like there, there's a lot of there's a lot of fun that goes into this, too, man. Well, and I think it depends on the, the person, just like with anything. Right. I mean, there's going to be guys that are going to take a little further than others, just like anything in you know, related to race, creed, whatever you want to relate it to, there's going to be good and bad. And there's, I think what happens sometimes is some of the guys that take it a little further, you know, create more of that stigma. And if, if they backed off a little bit, maybe the stigma backs off as well. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got the group of knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> well, for sure. Yes. So, so we, uh, I only got time for one more question here. And then, unfortunately, uh, we don't have Andar here to say, uh, well, we're about an hour now. <laughs> and, 
Um, so what is coming from Tulane life? Are, are we allowed to talk about that? Um, you mean What's like in future videos, stuff yeah, like dude. that? Future videos, content? Well, we uh, we do a few different things. I mean, we were in the Enthusiast magazine. I don't know if you get to saw, saw that. It's mm-hmm. the Howard Davidson magazine, nice and thick. We had a nice four-page spread in the middle of it. That was cool. But we have a lot of trips planned. We It always changes, but it doesn't stop. So East Coast is coming up. I really want people to watch our, our Sturgis drops because that's great. But in two weeks, we're leaving for the East Coast. We'll be gone for eight days. And we're going to be doing an epic run on the East Coast. Yeah, that I don't know if we I don't know if we were recording for that or if we're talking about that. You're flying to Wisconsin for that one. Yes, I think we talked about it earlier. Going to Wisconsin and and uh, Harley's helpful with some bikes, and we're going to ride to Maine. So we'll we'll do that for seven or eight days. But I think like 2022, we've got enough content to get us through the end of the year. Um, so we may just do a few enjoyable rides without filming. Uh, which you, you know we've talked about, but uh, they're all enjoyable. But they're I, very enjoyable, I, I but yeah. it's without filming, so we don't have that. Like we've got to anyway. But um, you know, we've been talking about for kind of our model uh, of this kind of cinematic stuff. We've we've spent like in Jackson Hole, we spent a couple days there, um, and it started to enlighten us a little bit more about the history of some of these towns that we go to, if we spend a little more time there, um, you know, can we draw out more of the history of the town? Can we draw out people in the town uh, and give people a perspective on where they might be traveling to? Um, So that may change a little bit as we kind of get into our filming next year. Um, We're still going to do our epic drones and runs and conversation and history, but do we do a little bit more of a, you know, a couple of days stay where we get really into the town. Route 66 has got a lot of history on it. There's some places there we'd like to go see and really draw the town out and, and have people understand a bit more about it. Um, we're going to continue to build our brand. We're going to continue to build uh, the website, TulaneLife.com. We've got lots of motorcycle parts on that. Um, there's blogs that you can go into that talk about the rides. It shows you where we ate, where we stayed. There's a map. You can be on a, in a car if you want to take that damn map and follow where we went. So we have to continue to evolve. Um, we'd like to see, we, you know, we're almost at 80,000 subscribers and followers when you add all the Instagram and YouTube stuff together. So um, we're thankful for people that have, that have jumped on our bandwagon. Uh, and we just want to keep doing better and creating better content. Um, we're not vloggy. We're not, you know, we're not trying to create something that's a point of view. Not that there's anything wrong with that, uh, or, or clickbait. We're not that kind of group. We just want to tell a great story and have people enjoy it. You said, bring America into the family rooms and the living rooms. Um, watch our TV, be positive. Uh, you know, we don't need the negative narrative that's so prevalent out there today. We need to have positive vibes, and that's what we're trying to do. And 
I think we're doing an okay job at it by the comments and, and commentary we get back from all of our subscribers. I mean, every hundred years, there's a whole new population of people on planet Earth. And maybe when we're gone, and there's still YouTube, someone can check out the two-lane life. <laughs> Don't worry about the hundred-year evolution, revolution. Yeah. I was at the place, uh, we are having lunch yesterday at a place, and a guy, dad brought his kid in. Let the kid just run all over the place. It's not a bar, but they serve booze there. Put his headsets in and watch a movie the whole time on his phone. And when I got home last night, I talked to my daughter about this, and I'm saying, what is that child learning? They're sitting there watching their dad watch a movie and no interaction. The guy could have taken the kid out to the park. Put him in a sidecar, take him side to Yellowstone. Yellowstone. <laughs> like, I'm really seriously concerned about the fabric of the future. And that's for another podcast. But it, to me, it speaks volumes about what we've been doing. We've been trying to get people out of their workstations and watch our stuff because we're traveling around the country. And arguably, the hardest time to travel around the country was last year when we started the channel but we did it but anyway we did it and we did it our way and we're grabbing that and we want people to be inspired through that you know i think that that is a very good example of where some people are where they're you know in a public area where they have the ability to be in a public area but they got their headphones in or dicking off on their phone instead of kind of engaging with their surroundings but I think shown by the 80,000 people that follow you that we're more interested in taking the ideas that you guys are giving us and running with them rather than just sitting in a coffee shop. Well, so what you're saying, it's really interesting. You know, our whole saying and motto was we're here to inspire people to see what the open roads like and ride. But when people like yourself just said what you did and we have people that do it all the time, it actually inspires us to get out and do even more than what we really wanted to do, but we learn and love it. Well, I'm, I'm well, just thankful for what you guys do. Man. Well, I'm okay if you're in a coffee shop in Williams or Acorn or, you know, Springville <laughs> or Spring. You can be in that coffee shop. That's cool. But, but get off your phone, damn it. When <laughs> you have your kid with you uh, right. and you're not paying attention and telling that child about what whatever it is you want to tell them. It's a life opportunity. It's a life event opportunity. Use it. Don't stuff your head in a phone with a, a movie and not paying attention. I, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Life is for the living. That's what I say on mine, right? Live life, it's meant to be lived. That's what you say. That's what I say. <laughs> I say life is for the living, yeah. We have the, that life motto. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys so much for taking the time to come hang out with me. Um, anytime, but, anytime. You know, and uh, you know, my last little plug before we get off here, uh, I've I've run um, some of these thrashing parts that these gentlemen are are speaking about. Uh, I've ordered from Two Lane Life. I've even got a helmet coming uh, eventually, and it's in the it's in the um, mail to us, Ken. So we're gonna get that hand lettered. Yeah, see, I, I wasn't going to bring that up. I'm just saying eventually, whenever it's finished, it's, it'll I'm going to get it, and then I got 
I can't wait to show that thing off. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to have it to you finished, or we are, before your shoulder's ready. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm gay. <laughs> get your PT done and get your ass out on that bike. Can do. <laughs> yes. Hey, man, thank you. We hey, thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. So, hey, that's it for our show to uh, for this week, everybody. Thank you guys so much for doing what you do. We we all appreciate the love and support. Go give these guys a a follow, a subscribe. Go do what you do, man. Two Lane Life on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. I'm pretty sure they got an OnlyFans, but they don't talk about it at parties. Just go check them out, man. They got some. They got they got awesome videos. They got. Well, oh yeah, you got a Patreon. Well, no. Then the last thing we got to say all together is see you down, down the, the road. road.